This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Well, it's a big time in the history of Arkansas football with this coaching search. We're almost a weekend to things. We're going to talk about some of these candidates. Keith Grayson, Pete Roulier is going to join us also. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Okay, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen, as you all know. Facebook Live, YouTube, always streaming on Facebook Live, hence the name Hogsports Live. If you haven't thrown us a follow, then do so now. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the content that we deliver. Also on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you know anytime uh, we upload a new video and throw us a thumbs up there as well. Also available to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere you can think uh, to find podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Say something nice about us if you like the content that we deliver. We want it to show up anytime somebody searches for Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, we want them to see Hog Sports Live on Apple Podcast. Also, we got a special 60% off, as you can see right here. There it is, 60% off of an annual VIP membership at hogsports.com. So uh, that's a heck of a deal. Today's the last day that we're offering that. It's 11-14-19 for those listening. Today's the last day at 11:59 tonight, uh, Central Time. Then we will pull this promo. So I want to show a quick video real quick just to kind of show you guys what we deliver at Hogsports because I think a lot of people – kind of have, you know, they almost jump in. And I tell people, hey, we got a lot of really good inside information here. Um, you know, as I mentioned last time, we were able to guide people the whole step of the way, all the way down to Eric, uh, excuse me, to uh, Chad Morris being hired. Same deal with Eric Musselman. And I'm not saying we're doing that this time, but we got a lot of great inside sources that you can only find at hogsports.com. Jason, got a question or comment for Trey? You know, I will say, guys, if you subscribe at Hog Sports, you won't have to go without information. I have since learned that for two days now. I went ahead and took advantage of Trey's deal, and I have been saturated with information and content, um, as well as an additional walk and talk after you, the bro. conference today. So, um, man, I, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've listened to Trey say it over and over again, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really have time to follow another website. I have found time to follow another website, and it has been uh, it has quenched my Razorback thirst the last couple of days. But uh, so Trey, I actually wanted to talk about your your two point oh. All right, that's an unsolicited caller. And we get a lot of comments like that. People don't realize what all we offer until they actually get inside. So if you like the podcast, you like the walk and talk, you like all the other stuff we do on Drive Time, Danny on Out of Bounds, all that stuff, then sign up at Hog Sports. That's where we – it's actually where we make our money. I mean, this is uh, – the reason we do this show right here and the walk and talk and stuff is to, to help promote the website. If you notice, I've got, uh, I've got no pictures over here. Now I took the pictures off just because, I mean, it's Chad Morris. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a, it's obsolete. It's uh, all the Arkansas quarterbacks and stuff. So I've got to rework that. Also don't pay attention to the uh, ticker down here that adds the, uh, the special there. So, um, 
I could either like go in and redo a bunch of stuff like this, or I can follow this coaching search. So I want to talk about some candidates and stuff. First, the first thing that we had out this morning, this is really interesting. This is about Lane Kiffin, who really for a lot of people has been, we had kind of an informal poll, name your top three candidates. And for Razorback fans, pretty much not everybody, but pretty much everybody had Lane Kiffin somewhere in their top three. Florida Atlantic coach, obviously, to hear the story on on Kiffin. Uh, in 2007, he was the head coach at 31 years old at um, at the Oakland Raiders, uh, then left that job and took the Tennessee job, and that's where things are going to get interesting. We'll get back to this in a minute. And then left Tennessee, took the USC job. Uh, obviously, there was they were hit with sanctions while he was there, a lot more than he was anticipating. Things went downhill. Took the OC job at Alabama for three years and then has had some success at FAU, winning 11 games his first season, dipped down last year, and is back to 7-3 and three this season, and that includes like a 45-21 loss at Ohio State. Uh, so he's got them rolling pretty good right now. And the interesting part of this, this is from Michael Lombardi, who's a former NFL GM, also worked with NFL Network. Uh, Lombardi reports that Kiffin was real. Obviously, we know he was dis- disgruntled when he was under Al Davis at Oakland. But he was he was upset with the situation, and he was in the mix for the Arkansas job. Not just in the mix for the Arkansas job, but thought he had the Arkansas job. And it came down to Bobby Petrino and Lane Kiffin. And they basically told told Bobby Petrino, if you want the job, you've got to leave Atlanta right now. And, and Petrino was like, okay. But Kiffin thought he had the job. It's a really interesting interview. It's on the Rich Eisen show from 2017 with Michael Lombardi. Uh, but Kiffin thought that he had the job. And apparently, according to Lombardi, he was slamming doors around the facility because he, he thought he had it. He ended up taking the Tennessee job that year. Now, people can say what might have been if Lane Kiffin had taken the Arkansas job. What might have been was he probably end up at uh, at USC <laughs> the next year. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. You know, he won seven games at Tennessee, and Petrino was only able to win five that year at Arkansas. So maybe he wouldn't have been a hot enough name. Excuse me, hot enough name to return to USC at the time. So who knows how things would have worked out? But Kiffin was absolutely a candidate there. Um, you know, we've been talking about some things on the Razor's Edge, and I'm not going to go into too much of our detail on of our insider stuff, but we're going to have some fun with this coaching search discussion today. But uh, we've got a lot of stuff ranging from what we're hearing behind the scenes from people who are influencers at the University of Arkansas, who might be a candidate, a lot of projection stuff. We're still very early in this process right now, but also some of the coaches that Hunter Uritek considered when he was at Houston. And some of those guys have, you know, changed, move up through the ladder and stuff. But when he was at Houston and hired Major Applewhite for that job, uh, you know, there are some candidates to look at also there. So we've got some of that discussion as well. Um, you know, just some talk about what we're hearing. A lot of the best information, one of the reasons I like being with the 24-7 Sports Network is we're all very tightly knit and, and it's so easy to communicate with each other. So when somebody hears some rumblings going on from somewhere, you know, that helps. Plus we've got other sources outside the network, obviously from other places that we've developed over the last 17 years. But uh, a lot of times this coaching search stuff, the best information to get is from outside sources. Like for example, with the basketball source, yeah, uh, uh, was that last? Was that even a year ago? With recent basketball search, uh, there was so much stuff about Kevin Sumlin, and yes, Kevin Sumlin was in the mix, but there was stuff that was just way out in front of what it should have been, and we were able to shoot all that stuff down because we had a connection. I mean, very, very close to Kevin Sumlin, to Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin. So we were able to shoot down so much of that information when everybody else was just basically saying this is the guy. Um, so. A lot of times stuff kind of leaks out from other places, so you got to keep that in mind. 
We're going to be joined by Keith Grayson and then Pete Roulier. We had a lot of fun with that last time. It was it was funny. One of our most downvoted videos that we've had, but also a lot of upvotes too. And I, I think people enjoy hearing their take on things. But uh, we've got the Coaching Search Hot Board 4.0 up today. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Gus Malzahn lately, and I'm not going to go into too much detail why, but we will say that Auburn almost feels like they're almost chalking these up to losses, these these next two SEC games for Auburn and uh, in Alabama and Georgia. And if you look back at what Gus has done this year with a true freshman at quarterback, they lost on the road to Florida, who's number 11. They lost on the road to LSU, who's number one. So they've lost two games. And then they have number four Georgia and number five Alabama left at home. And people are chalking it up like it's losses. So I always see, think that Gus does just enough to keep his job. But here's the interesting thing with that is that if he left Auburn on his own, he would owe them $7 million. And we even heard that Auburn would be willing to be like, hey, you don't owe us anything. But at the same time, if Auburn fires him, they owe him $27 million. Who's going to walk away from $27 million? You know, it almost feels like Arkansas would be doing him a favor in that regard. So – Anyway, check out our Coaching Search hot board. We've got some free information up there. There's also, you know, just some stuff from Houston Nutt. And I know Houston's not a candidate, guys. I know that it's fun to talk about stuff like that. And, you know, it's fun to talk about Sam Pittman also. Uh, Barry Lunny Jr., who I love, who's on the staff now in, as interim role. But Arkansas is going to go after somebody, I believe, who's established as a head coach. Okay. And probably, I mean – Gus Malzahn, Houston, uh, those are people that kind of divide the state just based on how things left. And it's fun to remember some of the good things, but, you know, you kind of forget about some of the old things that, that didn't go so well. But Houston does – I thought it was interesting. He did say he would absolutely basically take the job if if Arkansas wanted him. That's the key phrase. And he, he understands that, you know. I think he probably also would have been interested in the AD job also. But, I, you know, what I've seen from your check so far, I feel like the guy gets it, what it's supposed to – you know, what Arkansas is about. I feel like the Musselman hire is playing out to have been a really good hire so far. We'll see. We'll see how things go. But I don't know. I think everybody's on board with, uh, with what they've seen out of Musselman, not only off court but also early on court in these last two games. So plenty of stuff on Hogsports. Still football team, still playing. Barry Lunny Jr. spoke to the media for the second time as the interim head coach and just kind of outlined some things. Uh, I think one of the notable things is, you know, not not saying who the quarterback is, but Jalen Catalan is out for the season. Now, from what our sources say, it's a shoulder injury, that it was something that, you know, had, had he been able to continue playing, he could have played. He played in the last game with it, with it going in. So it's not like something that happened in the last game. It's like, well, if you play any more games, you're going to burn your red shirt. Might as well have the shoulder surgery now. So that's kind of what that situation is right now with Jalen Catalan, according to sources. All right. Everybody having a good time? Take advantage of this 60% off. I keep pointing the wrong way. Everything's backwards on my screen. But take advantage of this 60% off offer. I mean, it's a heck of a deal. Have some fun with this coaching search. I'm going to go ahead and reach out now to Keith, and I love this picture of Keith, to Keith and Pete Roulier. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.
From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Come on down, fellas. All right. Pete, you won. You're first up. Up oh, there's Keith. Hey, how about that? How you guys doing? Doing all right. It's the little things that count. Small victories. The small victories, yeah. So for those who don't know, Steve, uh, Pete Roulier has uh, been on uh, our beat for a long time at hogsports.com covering football, basketball, baseball, does a great job. Uh, the better part of a year he's been with us. And uh, Keith Grayson is uh, former disgrace president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club. He also coaches high school football on the side and uh, owns Keith Grayson Real Estate. That pretty much I'm covered. Also a, I'm also a pretty good friend of Sam Pittman. Yeah, also a good friend of Sam. What do you think about Sam Pittman, Keith? Let's just jump Actually, into that. Actually, uh, texted him the other day, and what I took away from the conversation is they got Auburn this week, and he's chatting with Hog fans. So, <laughs> don't know what that means. But <laughs> I was like, shouldn't you be getting ready for a game? I mean, I think that uh, the Hayes and the Bard, recruiting-wise, they, they already mm-hmm. have all their commitments lined up. So, uh, well, let's have, let's, have, let's have fun talking about Pittman for a minute because let's be honest. In a little while, we're not going to be talking about Pittman anymore. I mean, I love Sam Pittman. I love what he did, his recruiting philosophy. And it wasn't just because, just because Sam Pittman, like, outworks people. He just has that charisma. It's just like, this is the guy that I want to be my dad, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And I think a lot of people see that in him. And, yeah, I mean, Pittman's – Sam Pittman's Sam Pittman. There's not a lot of guys like them out there. So, um he would do a great job recruiting. He'd had everybody in that lo- – one of the big things that the discussion has been the locker room, the issues within the locker room. He'd had everybody loved up in that locker room, feeling good about him. And that's, that's what you need in a coach. You need somebody that you fear, you love, you respect and believe in. And Pittman, I think, could, could bring all that. I asked him straight up the first time that I met him. I'm in a bar with him and I'm in a, at the Marriott here in uh, Phoenix, and him and Bielema were on a recruiting visit out here in I February, right story. after yeah. they got hired. And sitting down, um, for the for the record, Pittman had one Sam Adams Oktoberfest and went to bed, and uh, Bielema and I yeah. had about ten each. Um, on a, I think he was drinking vodka, and I was. I love how this. you just nosed your way into that. They're, they're <laughs> having to be in Phoenix. Hey guys, come meet me. Bielema yeah, called people. Bielema called me. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to big time anybody, but it's just so happened that uh, my ex-wife and his personal assistant went to the same high school. Who's in dogs Utica, now? New York, or something? Don't worry about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> your rabid dog. Got distracted. On the, I'm confused on which podcast we're on because there's always barking dogs and on another hog sports. Sam Pittman, dogs, man, it all goes together. Yeah, he is a thing. he's a he's a huge bulldog fan um english bulldog breeder i think or something like that that. anyway so i asked him point blank i said hey you know do you have any what makes you like a a good recruiter like that differentiates you from everybody else to separate you from the herd and he said well you're in sales you probably get it you got i'm selling the university the same way you're selling houses and he all he like in the conversation almost changed my business um because he said (laughs) You have to become such good friends with your the person that you're trying to sell something that mm-hmm. they can't tell you no in the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. straight up, it's not about football. And it's and everybody talks about you know it feels like family when they're going on our recruiting visits and all that stuff. 
Well, and, and I think some of the stuff that he does now to celebrate recruiting commitments is kind of cheesy, but people yeah. eat that up. The kids love that stuff. Yeah. So they it's not as cheesy as Kurt Anderson's mic drop over landing junior college players that nobody else was recruiting. Right. But I, so, so here's my stance on this. And I think here's what, this is not coming from Pittman. Let me just say that this is not, we, we did kind of exchange some texts the other day, but this is what I, this is my own interpretation on the situation. Mm-hmm. So he is best friends with Lance Thompson who is currently on Kiffin's staff. And those two together, I think they coached at Tennessee together, but they have, you know, they're mutual friends with uh, Jim Chaney and all these people. I don't think Chaney would be the OC if Kiffin came over, but I think all the chatter about Pittman leaving Georgia is relevant. I think that it comes back to some sort of back channel that he would be agreeable to come on staff if Kiffin, I think this is kind of getting some sort of, under swell to promote Kiffin as the head coach and get the band mm-hmm. back together. He did not, he has not coached with Lane Kiffin. So let's just get that out of the way, but he has coached with people on that staff more so to the point of Lance Thompson. And they are, they're extremely close friends. And to the, to the, and, and if you remember back to the whole thing with Cheney leaving Arkansas relationships matter to Pittman. And I don't think he's jiving with the OC and that's no news out at Georgia. So I think that it's, you know, if I'm – and I'm sorry to be long-winded on this whole thing, but I've, I've, been, thinking about the, I've been thinking about the coaching situation mm-hmm. nonstop like most Razorback fans are. And if no, I'm, I think if I'm Hunter Yurichek, i got two options. I go after LSU staff and break them up before they become the next Alabama and Clemson, or I go in and I break up Alabama staff a little bit with hiring Lane Kiffin and try to get some guys off their staff. Kevin's and that's been, how you attack it. Kevin's been a very popular candidate and kind of the guy that everybody's talking about today. So, I mean, I guess they've been talking about him a little bit. But, uh, you know, there's 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 other connections, mutual connections with Sam Pittman, too, with uh, with guys that are, are potential candidates. Again, you can read all this stuff and more on our Coaching Search Hot Board 4.0. Take the 60% off offer. Pete, I want to let you chime in a little bit. What do you think? Yeah. What, do you, what, are your, what are your hopes and dreams for this coaching search? Well, let me just start by saying I like how you introduced Keith and then he went on this mm-hmm. like whole entire spiel. Latch. The hey, funny it's good thing information. About it is, That's good information. It is, it is I'm good information. I'm not, and I'm not discrediting it. It's just what all Razorback fans are pretty much doing right now, right? Mm-hmm. That's the fun of the coaching search. I mean, I think I think what you need to do is I'm not going to say any names right now, but I think you got to go out and find an established head coach that's just going to get you back to relevancy. Somebody that can actually win some football games has proven that they can win some football games at a high level as a head coach and just a leader of men. So whoever that guy is, I think that you got to go out and target him. And that does. And I don't think a lot of Arkansas fans would be very excited about an up and comer at mm-hmm. this point. A leader of men, Pete Rullier says, it's like Lord of the Rings looking for the <laughs> like well, Sam Pete- Pittman to Keith Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, let me ask you this. So you worked on the Bo Mattingly show for a couple of years. Why the hell did Lane Kiffin call in all the time? Uh, Bo and Lane had a, quite a bit of connection, and I think uh, Trey actually did an article about it this morning. He does have some connections to Arkansas. Yeah. You know, his dad was, he was a toddler. He was a toddler in yeah. Fayetteville once. He was a toddler. We had a lot of fun with Lane. He actually got the keys to the city in Boca Raton. So I called Boca Raton uh, Chamber of Commerce to talk about what the keys to the city were. They couldn't exactly give me an answer to what a key to the city is, but – they just had a lot of fun with Bo, and I mean, he's he's interested in Arkansas. I mean, 
like believe it or not, a lot of people do have connections to Fayetteville. There's been a lot of big time coaches come through here, and uh, I mean it's kind of a hub. Somebody's going to scoop him up, right? Somebody's oh, scooping absolutely. Lane Kiffin up. You know, he Lombard- got, he, Lombardi was talking he, about. You know, this is where the mafia started. You know, with Pete Carroll, Monty Kiffin. You know, back when uh, back when Lane Kiffin was a toddler. <laughs> but this right. Arkansas is where the mafia started up. Go back and watch. Go back and watch his Broyles Award uh, speech. I think it was in 2016 maybe or 14. Um, I get my years mixed up because I'm time traveling most of the time. But mm. I uh, that that was really impressed with that because you can tell that the tradition here and he like kind of romanticized on the whole thing, meeting with Broyles, sitting down, eating breakfast with him, and hearing all how everybody kind of generated from here and all these different the the Broyles coaching tree blossomed here mm-hmm. or well in, in Fayetteville Arkansas it's really an incredible Maricopa tree County. by the way I think they just released the uh the finalist for the Broyles award I haven't looked at that but they just released the finalist for that so what I was gonna say was go two years ago I felt like Kiffin was really happy with what he was doing at FAU I mean that kind of was probably a little bit of BS. I don't think he was happy being yeah, at FAU, but he wasn't ready happy. to move on. He's ready. He he will move. He will take this job if if Arkansas uh, decides that he's the guy. He will take this job. I put up a wanted. Did you guys read my wanted ad for the Arkansas that head coach? That was great. Yeah, good stuff. Do you read it? Did you read my stuff, Keith. It was a little long winded, kind of like my <laughs> intro. <laughs> no, yours was good, but I, I you know, just breaking down like what Arkansas is looking for in in a coach. You know, obviously winning is a hundred to one important, but it would be nice to have somebody that that people tune into and that people find entertaining. You know, and I think that that plays well with recruiting too. But you know, just kind of break down like all the things. Well, I'll go into this a little bit more after after you guys are gone because I want to continue having this conversation with you guys, but. Um, well, the thing with the thing with Kiffin is he's he's gained about thirty pounds of ba- bad weight, and how how much deep sea fishing and Caribs can you do over a three year period? I mean, you can't just sit there and I I mean it's going to get even even Paradise gets old a little. He has bit. always had the philosophy that you have to move around as a, as a coach, you know, and he's been right by that. You know, he's had I mean he's been at Tennessee, he's been was he at North Carolina, Tennessee was he at North Carolina? Is that right? North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia. I guess that has been his recent coaching path, but his family USC still lives here too. Pittman's family still lives around here in in Missouri. Did I say Pittman or Kiffin? I meant Kiffin. Oh, I'm yeah. You were talking about Boca Raton. Sorry. Yeah, I mean my 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 thing and is deep sea and, fishing and, I'll, <laughs> and thirty I'll, pounds. I'll let you I'll let you get to the breakdown of your article here in a second. But but my whole thing is this is not meant to a slight as Arkansas to Arkansas fans, but it is what we have an inferiority complex or however the hell you say that to where we're always thinking that there's, you know, there's something out there that, um, woe is me. We're never going to be above eight wins and all this stuff. And I think that Lane Kiffin has some, his own complexes and his own maturity issues and everything, the way that he's viewed in the public eye in the sports world. And he's got a chip on his shoulder and the way that he kind of left Bama and has left a couple other jobs that he's been slighted in that fact. And I think he's he would come in and go try to punch Saban in the mouth. I mean, that's that's what you need here. That's what you need at Arkansas. I think he's got that chip on his shoulder that he'd embrace the entire state. I don't know if everybody's going to embrace him. You know, it's kind of they played Alabama pretty figure. tough his year at Tennessee, if you remember. You remember that they kind of slowed it down, kept it close. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm just I. 
you know, if you look at what he's done this year, he's nine or well, he could end up nine and three this year. Yeah. But his two losses were early in the season. They started out zero and two because they played Ohio State and UCF. Didn't play know? Ohio State that bad. It was twenty one forty five. I mean, I yeah. know that sounds like a blowout, but I mean, two programs on totally different levels. And UCF is eighteenth right now, I guess something like that. Or maybe that was 18th yeah. when they played him. I was looking at the schedule. But uh, the other loss was uh, five points to Marshall. So, not awful losses uh, for him this season. But 7-3, and three, has an 11-win season under his belt his first year there. And uh, they dipped down a little bit last year. But, man, we're talking about Lane Kiffin a lot. Anybody else you guys want to entertain the idea? What about Matt yes. Campbell? Is that possible? Pete's not going to name a name. Pete's not going to say I, I am going to name a name. You want to talk about Matt Campbell, I think Mike Leach would be great at Arkansas. Yeah. And that might be a little bit for selfish reasons. Um, he would I be entertaining. Because he'd be entertaining for me as a member of the media. But honestly, though, I mean, just here's my thing. Look at Pullman um, and then look at Lubbock. Those are just two kind of weird towns in, in America. Fayetteville fits right in with those kind of things. And, and Arkansas is an even bigger um, – College football area, I believe. Arkansas has way more to offer than Pullman. Than, yeah, than Lubbock, Texas. Is, Lubbock, Texas might and as well be Baghdad, Iraq. This like, guy, thought, Leach I'm, has overachieved at both places, dramatically overachieved yes. at both places. And he's he's got a, a great person. He's attainable. He's attainable. I mean, it's going to cost a little bit more than it would cost for some other people, but he, he's absolutely attainable, was interested in the job last time, and – Hasn't been as vocal, but is also interested this time. That's all. That, go, that goes back to what I'm saying about I don't think that you're looking for the home run hire right now, the up and coming guy that's going to you know right. take you to the national championship game. I'm thinking maybe bring Leach in for however long it takes just to get this program back to relevancy because how far they've fallen is ridiculous. Yeah, and and it shouldn't be like that. I think a guy like Mike Leach, who's a proven winner, who's done it for so long, has been a head coach for so long. Has some Texas ties, some SEC connections. He was a coach at Kentucky for a couple of years, and oh, even in Oklahoma. I mean, I think he's the perfect kind of candidate to come in and just get you back some relevancy. I'm all about breaking up what's already happening in the SEC West. You have to look at it from a standpoint of, could you go in and get Aranda and Brady as a package deal? Is that even feasible? I think you got to look at it because – LSU, after that win against Alabama, their their recruiting was already elite. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting the number one cornerback in the nation, the number one defensive tackle in the nation. They, those commitments happened right after. From a recruiting standpoint, you got to go in and break that up before it becomes this thing that is you just can't. Now you're gonna have two monsters. So what you hire division. you hire Rand as the head coach and Brady's the OC. Yeah, straight up and make him the highest paid coordinator in the current country. And, and our, well, the thing is, you'd have to give Aranda four million or four point five just to get him because he's already making two point five or two point seven, whatever it is. The other thing is, you can't hire Gus because they're going to go replace him with Bob Stoops, and then and so that's just going to strengthen the division even more. Yeah. Plus, and, you, and if you, you, bring you let in, him cop out on twenty seven million dollars they owe him. Yeah, and if you bring in if you bring in Kiffin, he he could probably bring in an SEC staff that's going to compete recruiting wise against. You're going to get. Lance Thompson was like the linebackers coach at Alabama for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. That he was the best recruiter on that staff. You get him and Pittman; they're two top ten recruiters on the same staff. And you know, if you keep you know that, or whoever you know that Kiffin, in addition to them, I mean, has is, can cast about as big a net as possible. You know, as far as like knowing other other coaching candidates out there, just through his history all the way back back to his father. I want to I want to take you guys on one more uh, name here before I let you go. 
But Mike Norvell is a guy that makes a lot of sense that really hasn't been talked about a whole lot lately. It's just been kind of these other, you know, big personality names, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, you know, Gus Malzahn been sprinkled in there, of course, and some other, you know, far-fetched ideas like Houston Nutt. What about Mike Norvell? Okay, you're I, make me, no, no, no. You're going to make me – you're trying to – see, we have two reporters on the line right now and a fan. So, as a fan, I don't think I'm held to the same ethical stuff – is y'all and you want me to be the first person to report what's going on with Mike Norvell? I don't want because you. To, I want you. I want it. you to talk about him as a coach. I don't want you. To slander, <laughs> nobody else. I don't want you to slander the, the guy on radio. I'm saying. I'm just saying that there is something out there that's an iceberg that nobody's touching this dude, and there's other people that have touched on it. I, I'm talking nationally. That's mm-hmm. outside of this conversation, outside of the Arkansas job, and there's a reason, man. And he was the offensive coordinator at Arizona State, about ten minutes from my office. There's a reason why nobody's going after him. And that that, that stuff, that, that outweighs, because you're just going to turn around and have Bobby Trino 2.0. That's that's what's going to happen. So that's my stance on it. All right, Great there you coach, go, too much baggage. Okay, so here's, here's how I feel about it. You get all that stuff, and I agree that there is something probably there. Here's my thing. You just hired Chad Morris from the American Conference, and I think what the problem is is there's a little bit of stink to that right now. And that's why the hype train surrounding Mike Norvell isn't as big as it probably is. Should right. be when you look at his resume. He's and he took Memphis. over a program. He took over a program under Justin Fuentes that was already rolling. Exactly. He's not He's not like a qualified rebuilding. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Trey, but these guys are the same exact candidates that we were talking about two years ago. But the difference is you feel a lot better about the situation right now if you're Arkansas because you believe in what Juracek did. He went out and hired Musselman, mm-hmm. and you don't have this whole mess with the AD going on. So I feel like the two years ago we were talking about the same exact candidates, but they feel surprisingly, amazingly, after two two win seasons, more attainable than they did two years ago. Possibly, yeah. All right, guys, I'm ready to drop you two. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else on your way out, Keith Grayson? No, that's it. I I, I had a late night last night. You know, I'm, I do all this subsidized housing for the homeless. Like I rent out uh, renovated properties to. Uh, homeless people, and one of them was harboring a, uh, a fugitive that had been robbing banks um, all across the Phoenix Metroplex area. So, met up with a uh, task force last night to uh, <laughs> give wow. them the keys to the gates to uh, go bust down some doors. So, we've, I've been, you know, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing real estate, I'd definitely be like tasing people for a living that's that's that would, i love the, the police force out here is awesome yeah that's, a, so, that's, been, my, that's been my morning disgruntled, disgruntled past owner of the arizona <laughs> razorback country club swat team member substitute teacher con man uber driver <laughs> that's it add it to the list baby yeah all right, all right sam, Pittman's, sam Pittman's agent <laughs> sam Later. Pittman's Bye. agent all right see you guys all right, that's Keith Grayson and Pete Royer. Always entertaining having the. I like having those guys on together. Uh, so, one more time before we jump into the rest of the show, I want to remind everybody: plenty of ways to watch and listen: Facebook Live, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Take advantage of the sixty percent off offer as well. I want to get into my wanted story. Wanted Arkansas coach. All right, and just really, I, I, I'm breaking down what Arkansas is looking for, and I mentioned, you know, somebody that's brash, funny, likable, mean, 
something like that. I mean, you don't want Joffrey Baratheon up there running the show, but, you know, somebody that has a little bit of a personality. And again, 100 to 1 winning. He can have Ewar's personality. But that's, I think, what we're looking for. Somebody who appreciates what Chad Morris did in recruiting. Now, not obviously on the field, but what they did on in recruiting because they did have that right. You know, the footprint of Texas, Louisiana, especially East Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Tulsa area, um, Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, of course, the state of Arkansas, those that's that's your footprint. And you need to have if he doesn't if he's not a coach that has direct connections to the state of Texas or Arkansas, he needs to understand what Arkansas football is about historically, not recently, and that he needs coaches, assistant coaches with strong ties to the state of Texas, particularly East Texas. A guy like Jeff Trailer is a great example. I mean, that guy really does a great job in East Texas recruiting. So that would be a big thing. Um, I want to say why candidates shouldn't be worried about their own neck because, I mean, if you look at it from the outset, well, Chad Morris only got less than two years. Chad Morris got less than two years. But I want the candidates to understand that also that if you go 4-18 and after 22 games, that you will also be fired. Nobody's asking for a whole lot this year. I mean, you look at the way the schedule shaped up with, um, you know, running into down teams like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Kentucky and Texas A&M. Missouri has every quality of a team that's about to completely let go of the rope with three straight losses, about to have their fourth straight loss against Florida, and nothing screams, I can't get up for this game, than playing what is technically your bowl game because you're ineligible for bowls in Little Rock against Arkansas. And if the weather's bad, then it's even going to be more so. And I've said before, Houston Nutt would have eaten this schedule alive with this roster. He would have. He would have eaten this schedule alive. At least going, he would have won seven games. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the roster and the talent is this bad and stuff. It's not a great, greatly talented roster, but it's not. This isn't the worst situation that Arkansas has ever been in in the 126-year history of the program. And that's what we've just witnessed here. So, expectations, people would just satisfy, would be satisfied. I mean, Arkansas fans have been beaten down so much that people would be satisfied with progress with clear indications that you're taking steps forward, improving the roster, winning more, uniting the team more. People would be satisfied with that, at least for a while. And then eventually they're going to want you to take the next level. But you're going to have time as long as you don't embarrass Arkansas like the last coach did. Embarrassed him several times. Act now, and you get a 76,000-seat stadium in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, 21st largest in the country. You might have to scrub some of the stank off her, but she's got a deep and proud history. New North End Zone expansion features new locker rooms that rank among the nicest in the nation. And after a win over a mid-major opponent, you can turn it to some stupid nightclub to celebrate. Don't do that. Don't actually do that. Access to the Fred W. Smith Center, which isn't even seven years old, one of the nicest in the country connected to the weight room, which overlooks the, um, the indoor practice facility, the Willard and Pat Walker Pavilion. Unique, very unique practice fields, two practice fields that overlook uh, part of Arkansas, part of uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Beautiful scene there. Right under, uh, right under it is a parking deck. The recently completed Jerry and Jean Jones Family Student Athlete Success Center for nutrition, academic support, and general enjoyment. 
Also, I don't know if people know this, but with the deal with Nike, Arkansas is one of the few schools that gets to test out products that Nike releases before they're released and give feedback on them. So that's a nice selling point. So everything from a facility standpoint at Arkansas now is complete. There's nothing that a new guy is going to be wanting. Nothing. You're not going to have to go on television and say, hey, give to the the hog call, uh, you know, uh, fundraiser or whatever because we want to build this new operation facility. You're not going to have to bring coaches or players in, recruits, and say, hey, look at this model or look at this computer-generated walkthrough of this facility that's going to be ready by your junior year. It's all ready. It's all here. It's all ready for somebody to come in and take advantage of it. You might look at it on the outset and say, well, recruiting might be a bit of a disadvantage compared to other SEC schools. I look at like a state like Mississippi. Mississippi produces way more talent per capita than Arkansas does for a similarly sized state. But there are two universities in there splitting talent, first of all. And secondly, they're close to so many other SEC schools that you know neighbor that state that everybody's diving in there and taking them. Last year, six of the top ten players in the state of Mississippi went elsewhere. So don't tell me like that Mississippi has this huge recruiting advantage over Arkansas because they don't. You look at Missouri, in my time covering Arkansas, Missouri has never gone into Arkansas and just taken a guy that the University of Arkansas has offered. Never. But Arkansas plenty of times has gone into Missouri and taken players that they have offered and brought them to Arkansas because Arkansas is a better program overall, top to bottom, historically, the money that they'll spend, all of that stuff, than Missouri has been. Now, not right now, obviously, but they have been historically. Yes, they have been. So, you know, you look at that. People get upset, flustered when recruits inside the state of Arkansas choose to go elsewhere. But if you look at it on a national scale, Arkansas is an elite company as far as keeping in-state prospects at home from a percentage standpoint. Elite company. Not other school. Other other schools don't don't have the success Arkansas does, even though it feels like the end of the world every time somebody leaves. But percentage-wise, they do a great job. So a lot of reasons to want this Arkansas job, plus Northwest Arkansas is annually rated amongst the best places to live in the country by places like Forbes Magazine, UPS did something on it also, U.S. News and World Report currently has Arkansas as the fourth best, excuse me, not Arkansas, Fayetteville, as the fourth best place to live in the entire country and the number one place to live in the, in the SEC footprint. I mean, that's not something to just turn your nose up at. It's a hidden gem here in this state. There are a lot of opportunities for somebody to come in with the right attitude, and we've seen if you get the right recruiters, you can recruit to this school. Guys like Sam Pittman out-recruited big-name schools and went into Florida and did it, you know, went to other places around the country and out-recruited big-time schools for big-time athletes. David Lee was a great recruiter. David Lee, I remember I remember instances like I'd be at a camp and somebody would run a good 40 time, he'd tell a coach, I remember overhearing him say, hey, go over there and butter him up a little bit, you know. Uh, David Lee spent the night at a recruit's house one time. They changed the rules. They changed the rules. They basically hit a recruit out one time from another school so they would sign, he would sign with Arkansas. They, there's actually a rule called the David Lee rule to prevent stuff like that happening. But David Lee spent the night at a recruit's house one time back in the day. Hid recruits out. I mean, he, he gets it in recruiting. He's got that kind of same attitude. Um, you know, David Lee also, you know, the, Arkansas couldn't get any recruits out of Warren. They couldn't get any recruits out of Warren until David Lee showed up and changed that whole thing. So that's another great recruiter that Arkansas has had. Justin Stepp has proven also big-time recruiter when it – I mean, especially for such a young guy. But, I mean, 
he brings in wide receiver recruits, does a great job at doing that. Jeff Trailers had tremendous success um, there too. You know, Danny Nutt's a guy that was brought up the other day, I think, by uh, DJ Williams when he was talking to to Darren McFadden. You know, DJ just makes you, or excuse me, uh, Danny Nutt makes you feel like the most important guy in the room. It's a lot to be said for hiring great recruiters. You also, I think where Chad Morris got into a little bit of a mistake, made some mistakes is, you know, he went very young on the offensive side and, and definitely focused on recruiting defensive side, just totally class. You have this young, exuberant offensive staff out there recruiting heavily. Defensive guys, for the most part, not recruiting at the same level as the offensive guys, just, just not overall, and especially Chavis. I mean, Chavis has done nothing in recruiting at Arkansas. I mean, a little. I don't mean to say absolutely nothing, but he has not done a good job as a recruiter. And his reputation kind of preceded him in that fact, that he was not a good recruiter. And sometimes coordinators just aren't. Sometimes coordinators just aren't. But at Arkansas, you need to be a recru good recruiter as a coordinator. How long are we gone? 40 minutes. Let's see if we got anything too interesting here amongst the feedback here. Club dub, baby. Man, club, club dud. 0-5 carries a game will make you – Craddock and Chavis should switch position with each other for the next two games. Might be better. Chad Carpenter says he'll take the job. Yeah, hey, this is a great job. And people, like it's Keith was saying, people seem to like have some kind of inferiority complex at Arkansas. This is a fantastic job. It really is. I mean, it's not that far to Dallas and East Texas. It's a little longer than you'd like. You'd like to have – I mean, there are things you run into sometimes with getting recruits on campus because, it, you know, most of the targets live further away. But it's a great job. You're not that far from Texas. It's a better situation to me than a lot of other places. I mean, even though you don't have the backyard that some other places have. You just have to be very proactive. You have to be great evaluators. It's something that Houston was always uh, – I mean, they had the, their misses like anybody, but they – I mean, they had some great evaluations. Timothy Whaley says, Craddock and Chavis got to go after Mizzou. They are terrible. This staff is going to be pretty much dismantled, I mean, after the Missouri game. Dylan Head says, not Doriel Green Beckham. No, they did not get Doriel Green Beckham from Missouri, but they did get uh, Armand Watts. I don't know if Armand was offered by Missouri, but Brian Wallace was offered from the state of Missouri. Uh, there's been a couple of other recent examples. Well, that's just one guy out of a lot. we got a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and avoid the comments because it's a lot of talking back and forth, and I, I can't tell what, what questions are. So uh, anyway, I want to tell everybody again, go to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-sports.com, and sign up for our 60% off deal. I mean, what do, you, what, do you, what do you have to lose? It comes with a seven-day free trial. See what you've been missing. Again, if you like what we do on Hog Sports Live, you like the walk and talk. I know that's been very popular. If you like what we do on Drive Time, on Out of Bounds, all of those other outlets, the things that we do for free, then come see what we got behind the, the curtain. And the reason we do all of that stuff is to get our website out there. I mean, yeah, we make a little bit of money doing the other stuff. But our main thing, by far and away, our full-time job is the website. So if you like what we do out there, support us on the website. Come check it out. Again, I want to play this one more time because this is an unsolicited response from somebody who was just like you. You didn't want to, you didn't want to sign up. You didn't know if you wanted to do it. Uh, and he gave us a shot. Jason, got a question or comment for Trey? You know, I will say, guys, if you subscribe at Hog Sports, you won't have to go with that information. 
I have since learned that for two days now. I went ahead and took advantage of Trey's deal, and I have been saturated with information and content, um, as well as an additional walk and talk after Thank the you, conference today. So, um, man, I, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've listened to Trey say it over and over again, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really have time to follow another website. I have found time to follow another website, and it has been, uh, it has quenched my Razorback thirst the last couple of days. But, uh, so Trey, I actually wanted to talk about your, your 2.0. So sign up for the annual subscription right now. Sign up for the or sign up for the for the monthly. There's a there's a dollar off for your or one dollar for your first month if you want to sign up. Just try it for a month. One dollar for your first month at hogsports.com. Again, that's H A W G Sports.com. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network. There's no promo code, nothing. Just sign up. Just just sign up. Um, and uh, and you'll get the deal just like that. So nothing you have to worry about there. All right, everybody, plenty of ways to watch and listen. Facebook Live, always streaming live there. Be sure to throw us that thumbs up right now if you haven't done so already. Follow the page also. Share the content with somebody you think might like it. Also, going to upload to YouTube uh, immediately after, as we always do. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, throw us a thumbs up there and hit the notifications bell. Share that video with somebody you think might like it. Share the video if you haven't done so already. Share it with somebody you think might like it. Also, there's plenty of ways to watch, to plenty, plenty of ways to listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you can think of to get your podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Say something nice if you like the content. If you don't like what we're doing, then I don't want to make you do something you don't want to do. But if you like it, we'd appreciate those thumbs-ups and those five-star ratings. All right, everybody. I want to thank Keith Grayson. I want to thank Pete Roulier for joining us. I want to thank all of you guys for joining in. Sign up at hogsports.com right now for 60% off. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.